0: Hey, we're so glad you found us. This is a Juicy Pear podcast with Sean and Wendy. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Sean. And we want to share with you some storytelling that leaves you feeling entertained, inspired, and puts a smile on your face. And we are truly hoping to be able to talk about relatable topics, especially in this world of craziness. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Stay tuned. This is Wendy with the Juicy Pear podcast, and I'm super excited about my guest today. He is a model, he is an actor, he's been on several shows. Um, He was on Murder She Wrote, Baywatch Nights, LA Law. Super excited that he's joined us today. Hi, Timothy.
1: Hey, how are you doing, Wendy?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, Just uh, wanted to give a little bit of a a background. Actually, the, the shows that you quoted, I don't believe I've Actually, been in those. I've actually been on CSI. Monk. Oh goodness! No, everybody hates Chris. So, what is
0: going on with IMBD? Are they not um, up to date uh, and current on their stuff?
1: They are all over the map. I actually I uh, checked in on IMDb one day, and they had me in a movie which I had never even heard of. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then okay. they yeah. So just I just do. I wanna wanna make sure that we're, we're yeah. On the same so page. okay.
0: Yeah, I'm gl- I'm so glad you did rather than not say anything because I don't know. Um, okay, so please tell me what um, all the a few things that you've been in.
1: Okay, uh, let's see. I was in an HBO miniseries called From the Earth to the Moon, which was produced by Tom Hanks. Awesome. Um, uh, I was in one of the episodes that was directed by uh, Frank Marshall, who is a very, very well-known uh, award-winning director-producer. And uh, let's see. Then from there, I, I did some films and television shows. I was in an episode of Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, yeah. And, I've heard of that, too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I did a, a episode of CSI and a show called Monk, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of before. Yeah. Um I've done several independent films. Um, Did one with Ed Begley Jr. and uh, Sally Kellerman. Uh, That one was called Student Affair. And it had several titles at the point at that time, once it was Lay of the Land and then it got uh, renamed to Student Affair. And uh, have been lately doing a lot of independent films. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, very excited. Fabulous. Very excited about one of them.
0: Yeah. Um, Tell me about it. Are you working on it now or you just finished or...
1: No, actually, we finished it right before the pandemic hit. And okay. then because all the movie theaters and, and all the festivals shut down, we sort of hung on to it. And I just got word last week that it was accepted into the L.A. Dances with Films Festival. Oh, so it'll be making, Yeah, it'll be making its premiere there um on september 4th and we're really excited about this short film it's getting a lot of buzz and a lot of people are saying that it's probably going to make some major film festivals in the coming year
0: oh that's that's so exciting Uh, that's very exciting news. very happy for you thank you you. so so what was it like um filming kind of during the pandemic or right before like right before it was really Hitting heavy. I mean, what was that like? Because we were kind of wondering what movie sets, movie studios were doing at the time, because you can't really act right when you all have masks on. So, Yeah, they
1: they did a full shutdown for Mm -hmm. a while. And um, then the protocols they put in place were just very, very difficult to follow through on to the point where... Uh, if one person on the whole set, cast, crew, anybody, if one of them tested positive, the whole show shut down. It was done. Yeah. It, well, it shut down for a couple of weeks while everybody sort of, you know, what do you call it, hunkered down in place and, yeah, um, twiddled uh, your they thumbs
0: were... until you tried to figure out <laughs>
1: yeah. what the and next cost, move was. Yeah, it cost a lot of money. And Ugh. so, uh, you know, one example of uh, the, the big budget movies and the precautions was the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible installment yeah. where just millions of dollars were invested in it. And Tom was, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people have seen the news about, you know, how he blew up one time, you know, cause some crew people were breaking protocols and things. I and,
0: heard that. Yeah. I heard about that.
1: Yep. Yeah. He invested a lot of money of his own personal money to ensure the, um, what do you call it? The cleanliness of the. Uh, right. Of the right.
0: Just make things yeah. sterile and make sure people weren't going to, um, you know, pass along yeah. the virus, I guess. And, uh, maybe he just got a little, it's probably upset about that. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's a perfectionist as an artist and, and, yeah. you know, when he puts forth his own money, I, if I did that, I would be just as, you know, on right. top of it. And I would be very upset if somebody broke. Her. What's uh,
0: what's the status of that uh, movie? Is that coming out or is it still in the works? Is it even been finished? Probably. I don't know. I think
1: know. it's in, I think it's in post-production, but I'm okay. not hundred percent sure. Um, I, I don't know if if they're doing any pickup shots or anything of that nature. But right. I, I do know it's either finished with principal or doing pickup shots or, or right. something to that effect. But it's definitely, I think, leaning into the post-production stages.
0: Well, I just, I loved them in Top Gun. I mean...
1: Well, the second one is also... It's uh,
0: supposed to come out around Christmas, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it, it actually is. It was finished last year. I had a friend that worked on it as crew. And did some of the work uh, up in the snowy mountain scenes. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah. And it was done last year, but they held off on. Well, of course. Yeah. Of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. So um, maybe Christmas time. Cause I'm really excited about that one. I really yeah. want that one. Oh,
1: I re- I'm more excited about the Ghostbuster one. Oh, what's
0: the Ghostbuster one?
1: really like that. Oh, it's the Ghostbuster. It's the, the next chapter in the Ghostbuster. The, the third. Well, yeah. I mean, this one, unlike the remake that they did with, um, McCarthy and and the other gals this right. one continues the story it doesn't do a remake and oh. it actually it's actually involves the um I think it's the grandkids of some of the uh, Ghostbusters and it's really you gotta see the trailer if, if you haven't seen it
0: no I haven't I'll have to check uh, it out did Bill Murray get it's... on did Bill Murray get on with that one
1: uh Dan Aykroyd, I know is in it I, I okay I, I don't know if um Bill makes a cameo, I think Rick Moranis uh, makes a cameo. And so there's a couple of cameos, I think, that show up, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, one of the lead actors was from Stranger Things one of the kids oh, okay. from stranger things. So he plays okay. one of the characters and it's, uh, you know, you gotta see the trailer. It's really, yeah. really cool. It's really neat. I, and, uh, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, ghostbuster fan. In fact, I, I did, um, for four years, I did the live ghostbuster show at universal studios in Florida when I was oh, young. You did? Many nice. years ago, back in the nineties. Okay. And it was it was great. I actually got to play the Rick Moranis character, the Lewis Tully character in the show. Oh, so sweet.
0: Not, sweet. You know. Yeah. I remember the Sigourney Weaver character in the original. Yep. Well, did you ever yep. get a chance to meet her?
1: Uh, I did not. No, but I I think she also has a cameo in this as well. Oh, nice! Uh, So there, I think a large chunk of the original cast will be making small appearances in the film.
0: That's cool. That's cool that that's going to happen. So that that kind of makes it—I don't know—legitimate, I guess Mm
1: -hmm. you could Mm -hmm. say. Yeah, I believe Ivan Reitman's son uh, was involved in the writing, producing, and stuff. So.
0: cool okay so um how did you like get into acting did you grow up in california and you just um were intrigued by it and thought you know what i'm gonna get into this um and modeling too you model um i've seen a couple if that's if those pictures are correct i see some really (laughs) cool um i think with motorcycle or whatever they look kind of nice yeah
1: yeah well actually um i had childhood not unlike your own i grew up in connecticut my first 11 years, you know, so it was almost like a Norman Rockwell type of a childhood, you know, all the great things about mm-hmm. you know, spending your summers. It really was a, a great childhood. We moved down to Florida when I was about 11 or 12. Um, and there I just, you know, high school and, you know, played sports and, you know, typical childhood life. And then my junior year in high school, the drama teacher came to me and asked me if I would be in one of her plays because they needed a male person. <laughs> <laughs> to <play some> roles. <laughs> apparently all the girls were joining the drama club yeah and uh and there was come on that's why
0: you joined just admit it no <laughs> yeah.
1: no no i will i'll admit it there was a girl that i was that i was sweet on and i i said wow this is an opportunity for me uh mm-hmm. you know to kind of sort of Get close and... Uh, That's and, how it all starts. It That's yeah. how it
0: begins. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it didn't work out with the girl, but I was hooked on acting. And cool. from that point on, it uh, carried me into college. And I studied at the University of Florida. Um, and I got a degree, a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in, in performance. And then I moved to Orlando, where I started working uh, at the various theme parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, did some live shows at Disney, um, the Indiana Jones stunt show for a little while. Oh, nice. And then moved over to Universal and started to do all of their shows. And that's where I met my wife. And nice. then things just started to get more and more active mm-hmm. with, uh, with commercials and, and film work. And as soon as I finished doing a couple of uh, projects there, hopped on a plane and uh, moved everybody out here. So.
0: Cool. Yeah, it is beautiful weather. Um, we we're talking before um, when we weren't recording, but you know, I was saying how I lived out there not very long. But I tell you, the, the two things I did not like is um, I didn't care for the traffic. I thought the traffic circles. Well, now they're all over the place, but back then when I was there, like um, '90s, '91, I just didn't care for the traffic circle. I, I think I might have gotten in three fender benders in one day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And none of them, none of one of them was not even my fault. I'm sorry. I was, I was in the drive through at Taco Bell. Okay. And I was getting lunch and I had a couple of my college friends with me and this girl comes plowing into me from behind. So that's, that was one accident that day, but I had uh gotten in three that same day, just, just like that. And I'm like, what the heck? Why are, you know, I thought people were. I don't know. Just the, the, all the driving was a little crazy. They were out to get you. I guess they were. <laughs> I don't know. And, and the smog, I remember the smog. Um, uh-huh. I had uh, what did I do? I was, I was getting like a soda or whatever. It was like two or three in the morning. I had gone out and went to the soda machine and uh, the smog had gone down and it was like up to my knees. I thought, Oh wow. But the cool thing was, is it was like November and I'm like, Oh Wow. So cool not to have like a ton of snow and have it be like a blizzard, which where I was from, I was used to that from where I was from. I'm like, oh, wow, I could get used to this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the climate is just, there's nothing like it, you know. And here in in Dana Point, which is right around San Juan Capistrano and just south, it literally is like 70 degrees year on average. perfect on average and um yeah. it's it, it is it's tough to move away from but prices of living here totally reflect like that and uh, yeah difficult. i hear
0: it's the it's quite expensive well i mean sometimes it would get a l- little ridiculous i would hear like you know back then oh a gallon of milk is three dollars and uh you know back then and all yeah. that and i'm like it wasn't quite as expensive of what people had said but now going into it i think like now i think it probably is a little pricey
1: but well food costs and all the other incidents metal costs are pretty much the same everywhere, but it's, it's the house. I mean, that's, if you want to live there, you got to pay the, if you're paying rent or the the cost of buying a house, that's really where you get out of control that's where you sit there and go okay well i'm going to sacrifice a little bit because i want to live here right um you know we thought about moving to various places and each time we thought about it and considered it it's okay well what natural disaster are we setting ourselves up for wherever we go so
0: right right well there's nothing like living on the water um, yeah. I don't live on the water right now. I wish I did maybe sometime in the future, but I grew yeah. up living on the water and there just really isn't anything like it. It's like, yeah. a, you know, it's like a different, um, you know, <laughs> different realm entirely.
1: Yeah. I'm still working. I get the sailboat, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough convincing uh, the wife to do that because it is, it's an, it's an extra expense and it's, yeah. You know, I said, I'll, I'll move on to it. I'll just live, let's just right live on. Right, it, right. You know? Just it's, live on your boat. <laughs> she looks yeah. at me like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to live in a closet right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you like to fish? Do you Go. Uh, I used to be a huge fisherman or person or whatever when I was young. Yeah. I used to love fishing. Uh, then I sort of changed and started doing you know, active stuff like golfing. And I love now it's golf. So okay. used to be fishing now it's golfing. Um, that's where I get my peace, where I get my, you know, just my relaxation, my mental relaxation.
0: Yeah. You got to find it. It's hard to find right. these days though. So I'm finding it's it is. really it hard is. to find. You really have to like concentrate on um, finding some peace. I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, especially in this time, but you know, now that things are hopefully starting to get, uh, well, they're, they're starting to tighten back up. I mean, LA County just slapped the mask mandate back on indoor dining people. Are you kidding?
0: Even if, even stuff. if um, you have all your shots, they're still making.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like a nightmare that. that won't go away. isn't Well, it? I mean, you know, there is, there's a lot of, uh, I, there's a lot of politics involved in a lot of things. And I understand yeah. there's a lot of people that are, you know, the intentions are this, that and the other, but, right. you know, at at one point you have to, you have to say, you know what people are just going to, you know, it's about liberty. Exactly. <laughs> you know? We have
0: to, um, you know, you have to be able to live your life. You know, I don't think God or higher power, whatever you want to call it, would want us to be living like how we're living. Um, no, you know, you've got to have some freedoms. Um, if you don't, then you start looking at, you know, um, you know mental illnesses come rising up to the surface because people are just frustrated, right? And they're just. Yeah, my
1: father used to say, it's always, it's, it's, you use common sense in life. Just exactly. that and use common sense. Everything there's none of, you... of that anymore. <laughs> I no, there isn't. In fact, it's very so hard to find.
0: There's, <laughs> there's none is... of that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah my dad was, uh, oh, God, he passed on now about six, seven, six years ago. He was just, uh, I don't, you know, I find it kind of interesting. I wonder what he would think about today, you know, what's going on in the world. You know, I often wonder like, oh, wow. I wonder what he would think about what's
1: going on. Yeah. Same with my dad. Yeah, you know, I lost him about 20 years ago, but okay. it was absolutely yeah. I'm, I sit, I have conversations with him all the time. I go, "What do you think of this, Dad?" You know, and I could just hear him in my ear. You know, yeah. Just, uh, just what are people thinking? He's probably we're... shaking
0: his head like, uh, I'm "Sorry,
1: son, I don't know what to tell prob- you." He's probably he's probably you- lifting his beer up, and he's probably <laughs> saying, "Hey," he's probably saying, "You know what? I'm glad I checked out of that a long time ago." <laughs> yeah, my,
0: yeah, I know. You, know. you know what's funny? My dad is probably doing the same thing. Like, go have a beer. <laughs> go-
1: Yeah. 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 It's, 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 my dad wasn't a big beer drinker, but he, we'd sit and watch a football game and we'd have yeah. a beer too. And, uh, and we just, we would chat and my father was very philosophical, the older he got, and he was always dropping these little tiny nuggets of wisdom and common sense, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, treat this person this way. That's if you're, you know, if you're in a situation where, you know, you, uh, you don't like it, just mm-hmm. listen instead of talk. He okay. says, that's the biggest thing. He says, listen more than you talk and you will find out a lot more uh, nuggets that you're going to learn and, and be more, be wiser to. And so that's what I've tried to do.
0: That's and, such good advice. Some people just need to be heard,
1: you know? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And just to sit back and listen to people and have empathy. That's another thing, right? You know, have some empathy for a person because you don't know what their situation is, what they're going through. Um, you know, I've been in the business for so long and I have seen, I have seen people that have been very rude and disrespectful and hateful, just bitter. Yeah. And I've sat, and, and I've even gone through those phases at times. Sure. And you just sit back and you go, well, this person's life is definitely challenging for them right now. Yeah. So yeah, just listen. That's
0: that's it. a nice way of looking at it. Very nice, especially if they're very rude. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it doesn't bring out the good in people. A pandemic, does it? It just, yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't. I'm excited though, would be remiss not to um, acknowledge the cool things that are coming out of it. As far as a lot of people have had to really dig their heels in and kind of figure out who they are, you know, and creatively uh, all the music and movies and books and all the stuff that's going to be coming out that are really, I feel going to be inspiring and heartfelt because yeah. they've had this significant amount of time to do it. And, um, you know, they've forced, not everybody, but some people have been forced to be at a crossroads and think, okay, you know, um, I got to get this stuff out there. And I'm excited about all that stuff that's coming out.
1: Well, I just hope that they put out some things that are um not just, I don't want to say inspiring, because right now I think people want to escape reality. They want to be entertained. They want to have, they want to have, they want to be happy. They want to laugh, you know, right. they want to smile. They want to root for things. And, and I just I really want and hope that the movies and the films and the books and things that come out are more to put a smile on your face rather than to rage you because a lot of the stuff that I've seen um in the past this recent past has just you know it's it's just you come out of the theater and you're like yeah that's oh yeah I want to get on that I want to you know yeah you, you just get all this pent- anger. frustration and anger and you know and I, uh, unfortunately I'm personally I'm not a big fan of rap music because I just the vibe that I get is just when I listen to it, I don't feel good about myself. And I think a lot of people want to feel good about themselves. And, and I'm really hoping that, you know, music, film, books, literature, comes out with something that's going to make people feel happy and give more positive energy out there you know what i'm saying absolutely
0: yeah um positive energy is just so important you know i can i don't know i can read a room pretty well and i can tell i don't know i've always been able to sort of do this And i think anybody can if you can just if you tap into your um you know your inner self or whatnot but i can always tell the angry people um you know you can feel the energy in the room sometimes you like oh this is not a good situation or a happy you know you can tell when something a little bit more lighter and joyous and more fun. And that's what I like to gravitate towards because there's yeah. just too much of the other stuff. There's just yeah. too much, you yeah.
1: know? I mean, it's okay to be frustrated. It's even okay to be disagreeing. But what's happening today is, is I think people are getting the green light to, to when they disagree with you. People are getting the green light to be hateful now to you. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you anymore. So I'm, I'm going to hate you.
0: Oh, I'm going to block you. I'm um, going to
1: unfriend you. Or, know. I'm gonna, or to the extreme where I'm going to destroy your life. Yeah. That's, that's a huge thing that's going on right now. It's you know, we don't share the same opinions. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to make it my personal job to destroy you. And that's why I'm not a I'm not a huge person on, on my facebook instagram and mm-hmm. all these social mm-hmm. media networks things because it's i, I sit back mm-hmm. and i watch and i listen to a lot of people say a lot of stuff and then i watch yeah. disagreements happen and, and i watch yeah. just a lot of sadness
0: it that. is i have to be on social media because i'm trying to
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to
0: sell my books <laughs> yeah, and yeah get my podcast out there otherwise sure. i don't know if i'd be on uh if i didn't have the two things so it's sort of like a uh, uh, necessary evil
1: it, it's it, it's it's you're using it the on the right in the right way on the right platform because yeah. Same thing with me. I mean, I've got my film coming up that I have that not have that I want to. I want right, to promote. Right. And I want to get it out there. I want people to be excited about it because it is. It's a really cool short film. And so yes, you have to, but as far as posting Instagram pictures and, and Facebook pictures right. of me doing certain things or eating food, or whatever, <laughs> just just because I want clicks, it's not about that. It's, it's <laughs> I'm not a big fan you're, of you're, you're not
0: going to do a close-up of you know like uh, a, a steak or a fruit bowl or whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I did I did post a, a photograph I think. uh, a couple months ago my anniversary my wife and i had a couple of drinks at this great restaurant and the, yeah. the drinks were just they were two martinis and they were they they just had an artistic
0: hey now that's pre- a good now that, that's to it. that's instagram worthy right there
1: yeah yeah but no no food no i i, I can't I, I i try to to justify it. And yeah. when I sit there and I look at something, I go, Oh, this is a, what a great plate of food. Oh, let me take 10 minutes and let it get cold <laughs> while I post it. I and know. then <laughs> it's-
0: I don't know. I think, you know, maybe there's just something that happens when uh, you get likes when people like it, it, it's just sort of, um, it feeds into that. I don't know that mentality, I guess, like, you know, I want to be heard and I want to be seen and um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. But
1: you're promoting whatever you're promoting, like right. like the stuff that I have posted about, you know, my modeling and my photographs and stuff. When the COVID hit, I I transitioned because I wasn't getting any any film auditions or commercial auditions. I transitioned and and a really good photographer friend of mine, Paolo Cassio, um, and I got together and we decided to rebrand myself. Oh, um, and nice. I turned around and I grew I grew this and and, and I said, this looks great. I says I said it's kind of like the, I got the Graham McTavish look going on here, you know? And hey,
0: I like the beard. I like the beard. My husband's got a beard. I'm all about the beards. It, it, all my friends know that about me. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's it's an acquired taste, especially if your, your significant other um enjoys seeing you looking like that. My wife, thank God, likes the beard as well. So Yes. Um, otherwise, cool. it may not be here. So It's cool. You do it right. You keep it clean. And it's, yeah, it's a... Like, like it's anything. It's like hairstyling or it's. Right,
0: like right. No, it's uh, very trendy. And I feel, I hope it stays, I hope that trend stays for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, it is. Have you, um, talking about movies and shows and stuff, I really love like Yellowstone. Have you watched those with uh, Kevin Costner? Oh my
1: God. I have been trying to get on that show for so long. I and mean, I just, it's, it's finding the avenue. You know, I'm, yeah. um, I, at this point, all I have is a commercial agent. Um, because when the virus hit, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of theatrical agencies paired back their rosters. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was one of those. Yeah, uh, one of those thousands. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, some of them even went out of business. They just, oh, just yeah, their, their offices. And, um, you know, some of the other larger ones paired back their rosters because there was no work for them. Yeah. Uh, and now things are transitioning differently because of the diversification of film and commercials nowadays. Yeah. It's really, really diversifying. And so the rosters are now changing for the agencies. So currently I'm, you know, everything I do is on my own, just like you. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I've the projects that I've put together have been with a, a, a group of close friends and directors and and cast and crew people and we're just you know we're saying hey listen we're not we're not getting auditions we're not booking anything let's get together and make our own film and that way we could still stay creative
0: i think that's wonderful you know, I wish you all the success. You know, I I have a soft spot for creative people, artists, musicians, um, actors. I just think it's great. And I wish you well. And um, yeah, why don't you give yourself a plug? Or if you want people to come see your uh, social media, maybe you might have a director or producer's eyes on you. Give yourself a plug where they could find you. Well, they
1: can find me on, first of all, IMDB. Uh, If you go to imdb.me backslash Timothy McLaughlin, you'll see my stuff. and. A lot of the stuff that I've done, of course, just like we had said at the beginning of our conversation, you know, IMDb sometimes will just put in random things. (laughs) Be a little, the word of the day is wonky. Yeah, that is be a little wonky, but uh, you can you can definitely see me there. You can follow me on Instagram Mm -hmm. at the Timothy Mac. Oh, I don't know that. Okay, I got to
0: find that at the. Timothy Matt.
1: Yeah, all on board. Okay. And um, I'm that's where I'm gonna to start to do my promotions for yeah. uh my short film. It's called Fleeced, and it will be premiering at the Dances with Films Festival okay. in LA at the Chinese theater on September 4th at 4 p.m. So if you're interested in gathering some tickets, I'll see you there at the premiere. I'll be there. Be happy to chat with anybody that uh that is there and wants yeah. to come on up to me and say hi God, and lo-
0: i would love to if i lived in
1: anywhere in that area i would love to sure yeah, yeah it's tough you know yeah and uh but anyway it, yeah no super excited about that and hopefully it will continue to progress through all the festivals maybe fingers crossed it might get to one of the big ones either maybe toronto south by southwest who knows yeah yeah, so, that would very be awesome. But you can find me on those two. Those are my two sites. Uh, so Instagram is usually where I'll post stuff, um, and I'm getting ready to do some postings of it. Okay. And um, yeah, that's check it out. Follow me. You know, I
0: will. I sure. will. So the at the Timothy Mac is that M A C at the end or M A K? M A C. Okay. You know how you have one letter off and you get totally something different.
1: Yep, <laughs> totally that. get that. Yeah, but right. uh, my face should pop up if, if it's close enough, who knows? Okay. But yeah, at, at the Timothy Mac is my Instagram account.
0: Okay, cool. Well, Gal, thank you, Timothy, for spending time here at A Juicy Pair. I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you all the success in your future and um, have a great day. Totally enjoyed it. And thank you so much. And good luck with your book, Wendy. Thank you so much. I appreciate right. it. Take care. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here. We had so much fun, didn't we, Sean? Yes, I totally hope, everybody, that you enjoyed our episode. So please subscribe to our website, at juicypearpodcast.com. Yes, see you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of A Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week, I have new content and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on JuicyPearPodcast.com.